Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is... This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you. On this episode, we'll hear a review of Carnival Triumph from Galveston from Sonia over in Houston. So looking forward to talking to her in a little bit. Uh, before we get to Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy for cruise news, don't forget Cruise Radio Insider, our Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. Comment on the cruise news and give your two cents in. Just search Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. Also, our daily Cruise Radio News podcast up and running. And if you want to get uh, involved with that, just type in Cruise Radio News um, on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes, or just check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net, and you can subscribe there. We'll put some uh, links in the show notes. All right, Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, is back from Hawaii, finally, and he joins us. Welcome home, Stuart. Hey, Doug. How are you? Good. How was your trip? It was awesome. Um, the Hawaiian Islands are just definitely one of the greatest places to take a cruise nice to spend so much time in the islands i mean on pride of america you spend nearly 100 hours it's great and uh, this is also a great example doug of uh, why it's okay to cruise during hurricane season because cruise ships can move while hotels can't i was gonna say weren't you uh, in the middle of a storm over there <laughs> yeah we were uh, playing uh, chicken with uh, hurricane <laughs> slash tropical storm Guillermo, uh ship instead of going to Kauai at the end went to Kauai right after maui and uh, we had uh you know, just wonderful weather, really, the whole time. Uh, you know, typical Pacific chop at that time of year, but uh, it, it was it was it was great. And I mean, we got as close. We were on the Big Island. We were as close as about 100 miles from the center of the storm, and uh, we I mean, we had sunny skies. No, no perfect storm weather or anything like that at sea. Nope, it was it was okay. great. Nice. Well, uh, some cruise news has been going on. The first thing here, speaking of Norwegian, uh, Norwegian Escape was just floated out. Uh, what's next for her, and how did that event go? Uh, the event went great, and Doug, for, for Poppenberg, Germany, most events which don't happen on time as scheduled really came off um, exactly when it was supposed to. Uh, she left the dock around uh, 9.30 German time, about 3.30 a.m. Eastern time, and uh, you know she is alongside. She'll be there for about a month. And the two sections of Ovation of the Seas have been put into the dry dock now for uh, her completion. And uh, then once the uh, around the middle of uh, September, Original Escape will uh, then sail backwards up the River Ems to um, uh, Emshaven in the Netherlands uh, and then probably head over to uh, back over to uh, Germany for, for completion. But uh, she went off without a hitch. How long does that conveyance usually take from the shipyard to the uh, sea? Conveyance. I mean, usually it's it's about a twenty, you know, about a twenty four hour process. It uh. could be you know eighteen hours. It all depends on the weather. Um, I did it on Celebrity Eclipse, and it really is uh, quite an experience. Um, you know, being on a, a on a big cruise ship, and at that moment, I mean, it is the largest riverboat in the world, and you know, there's not a whole lot done on the inside. There's a great deal of work still that needs to get done, and uh, I mean, they really have it down to a science there uh, at Meyerwerft. When you're on this, I mean, I'm just trying to picture going down the river. Isn't it being towed backwards? The ship is going backwards. Mm-hmm. It is on its own power. Okay. There is a t- There are tugs, one in the front, one in the back. Um, or in this case, it's it's the back, which is really the the, the front, which is really the back. <laughs> and uh, she goes backwards, but she's under <clears throat> she's under her own power. But uh, the tugs are there just in case 
um, you know, they provide stability and just in case the ship goes uh, you know, awry. But uh, uh, it's a lot of decoration. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, Princess Cruises, they announced a new partnership with a chef late in July. Well, uh, last night they revealed some more information about this partnership and the new venue. What did we hear? They debuted a restaurant called Share by uh, Curtis Stone. And uh, it's going to be it's going to debut aboard Ruby Princess, uh, Emerald Princess in December, and it's going to be uh, I guess quite interesting. They they call it uh, that it's you know they encourage connecting with families and friends and other cruisers by offering intriguing dishes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of dishes that I think uh, a lot of families are not going to know how to pronounce, let alone want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's going to be interesting, um, but uh, you know, look, uh, you know, Princess does a great job. Um, with with uh, you know their food, so this will certainly be much different than what uh, any other cruise ship in the world is is offering in one of their restaurants. It's interesting because uh, this restaurant called Share is going to replace Sabatini's on Emerald Ruby and Coral Princess. I wonder how that's going to go over with the uh, Sabatini lovers. Well, I, I guess there may not be uh, as many as we may think, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it's it's it'll be a, a nice change. It'll be. Uh, Refreshing what what the what it is that they are offering to their passengers. Uh, they are beautiful spaces on these ships, so uh, you know it'll it'll be uh, interesting to see how uh, passengers react to the uh, the fare that is being offered. Disney Cruise Line has made an announcement regarding their alcohol policy. Basically, Captain Mickey says we need to throttle back on the booze a little bit. What happened here? <laughs> well, they're coming in line with a lot of what other cruise lines are doing. Essentially, capping a maximum of two bottles of unopened wine or champagne, no larger than about 750 milliliters. So that's a typical wine bottle, uh, or six beers, no, large, no larger than 12 ounces. And I think what's what's happening is you've got a lot of uh, passengers that are essentially, you know, coming on with, you know, a little too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's been, you know, complaints by, you know, by passengers about the the the, the boarding times because, you know, look, they have to take the stuff. The, the wine or, or just the, you know, the cases of water out of their bags or off their little uh, hand carts, throw it on the conveyor belt. And, you know, the last thing you want to see when you get to a you know, cruise terminal is a long line. Mm-hmm. And it does take a lot of time. And I think, uh, you know, they, they were responding to cruise passengers. Now, some people will say, well, they're trying to hit you for, you know, you know higher liquor sales. But, I mean, look, Disney doesn't really sell a whole lot of liquor anyways. Mm-hmm. But what the, I think what they are trying to do is they're trying to essentially solidify what was very you know which was a very loose policy about what they allowed on board, and uh, they essentially said you know hey you know what here here's our policy we're going to clarify it and we think it's going to be a better experience for everybody involved. Disney sells memories. <laughs> exactly. We talked touched on this last week. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it, Houston. This brand new terminal over there, a couple of years old, it's going to be empty again. You think it's going to be empty for a while? I think it's going to be. I think it's done. Yeah. Um, Princess and Norwegian uh, had a lot of issues this past year with the fog, and you know the fog uh, issues, and being so far inland, it just created you know it created a lot of delays, um, you know coming into Houston and departing from Houston. And you know, essentially, you know, Galveston is is you know another 45 minutes away, but uh, they don't have to travel as long, and the delays are not as frequent as what they experienced in Houston. And I mean, the terminal had sat empty 
um, for what seven years. Yeah, a gorgeous terminal too. It, it, it is a nice terminal. <sighs> it, it it really is a lot faster to get to from the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's half the time to get to Galveston. But, I mean, it does cause issues when, you know, the ships can't get in or out because of fog. Yeah. Um, Galveston does have those issues. Tampa, you know, we saw last year had some issues. I mean, I mean you couldn't even see the bridge. And, you know, you know this, I believe one of the Royal Caribbean ships, I think it was Brilliance of the Seas, was stuck at sea for an extra day or so. It does become an issue, but like Mobile, I think Houston's history. Uh, and uh, any word out of Brownsville, Texas? Still, uh, still <laughs> I can assure you Brownsville, Texas uh, <laughs> has uh, zero opportunity like Corpus Christi uh, and, and Savannah. Um, there, there's, there's no one going there. Nice. We've been talking with Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or on Twitter at cruiseguy. Welcome home, man. Hey, my pleasure, Doug. Glad to be here. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Sonia is from Houston, Texas, and she just returned from a five-night sailing aboard Carnival Triumph out of Galveston, and she joins us this evening. Hello, Sonia. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome back. It seems like every time I talk to you, the only time we talk is when you come off a cruise. Something's up with that. We need to talk more. Yeah, we do need to do that. Um, So let's talk about the pre-cruise thoughts here. Before you stepped foot on the ship, what were your pre-cruise thoughts like? What made you want to take this five-nighter? Basically, Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. We thought it would be a great Fourth of July trip. Just to get away. That's, yeah. that's the one thing about cruising with us. It's a chance to get away. Nice. Very good. So you're, you're no stranger to the Port of Gables, and you've been on them all out of there. So uh, let's talk about pre-cruise. And when you get to the cruise pier, do you normally park at the pier or at an off-lot parking place? We uh, park at an off-parking place. There's a particular parking that we always we get coupons for, so that's mm-hmm. where we always park. What do, you, uh, what do you pay per day there? It's less than 10. Okay, not bad, not bad. And uh, you make your way through embarkation. How was that? It was a little different this time because this is the first time we went through Terminal 2. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more cramped and a little more chaotic at that terminal. I had always wondered why people complained about Galveston. I didn't realize there's a big difference between Terminal 2 and Terminal 1. Does Carnival not typically use Terminal 2? Not typically, but there were two Carnival ships that day. The okay. Freedom and the Triumph was there that day, so the Freedom had Terminal 1. I gotcha. So you make your way on Carnival Triumph. I know you've been on it before, but what were your impressions this time around? We head straight to the cabin. Mm-hmm. So we had the fastest of the fun, so the cabin was ready. As soon as we put everything down, hit Guy's Burgers. 
Nice. I love it. You you, ha- you have to be close <laughs> to platinum now, aren't you? I think I have 15 more sale days. Okay, yeah. You'll, you'll get there probably by the end of the year if you mm-hmm. keep this up. Um, <laughs> so you said you go, uh, you went straight to your stateroom. So let's talk about your stateroom. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? We actually had an interior room on the Lido deck, mm-hmm. which was great. It was, I mean, right out the door. We were right there by Guy Burgers again. It was a little cramped for our taste. We actually had one of those cots on the floor because we had three people, and apparently it wasn't a cabin really set up for three people. Gotcha. Other than that, it it was good. Nice. You you said it was on the Lido deck. Now, was that forward or aft of the pool area? We're actually aft. Okay, cool. So you're you're right there by the the food and the the, uh, everything and all the action. Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Nice. Well, let's talk about dining. Speaking of food aboard Carnival Triumph, what were your thoughts of dining this go-around? Let's start at the Lido deck and work our way down. Uh, Well, to be honest with you, we really... Other than Guy's Burgers and Blue Iguana, we an uh, ice cream. We really <laughs> didn't eat at the buffet and the Lido deck that often. Okay. We did most of the dining in the uh, formal dining room. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. And uh, what were your impressions of that this time? Well, honestly, I guess because we've been on there so so often, I think it'd be great. I guess once they change that menu over to <laughs> right. the, what is it, the American, the American Feast and American I Table. Mean, yeah, uh, the lobster and everything was great, but it's, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, here's the, you know, gator fritters again. <laughs> um, I think once they change that up a wee bit, and it probably won't happen until they leave, till it leaves Galveston, that would help a lot. What, uh, what time dining did you have? We had any time dining. What time do you normally hit the, uh, the dining room when you have that? We actually were hitting that about 5.45 to 6 o'clock. You find that going in earlier is better? Or do you feel more rushed? Or No, actually going in earlier was better. Um, there was no lines. We pretty much had any pick of any table that we wanted. Did not feel rushed at all. In fact, um, it didn't seem to take as long to enjoy the dining experiences as when we've had it at a later time, where it seemed like you were in there for three hours. Cool. When, when you have so. that anytime dining, do they seat you with other people with any time, or do you have a table to yourself? We always request to have a table to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But on the norm, yes, you can be seated with other folks. You're so antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have horrible eating habits. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I do too. In fact, you know what? Speaking daughter, of dining, yeah, go ahead. My daughter eats three lobsters at a time, so hey. <laughs> Speaking of dining, I was on Royal Caribbean uh, two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. they don't do lobster in the main dining room anymore. You have to buy it for like twenty nine dollars. What? Yeah, I was kind of um, upset because I was so stoked. I bet you were. You know, dress up for formal night for what? A piece of steak? Can you get that any night? <laughs> so <laughs> there's all that. So uh, very good. Now, did you hit the uh, Blue Iguana Cantina at all? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you oh, like about that place? Yeah. The burritos are just fantastic. Yeah. We love hitting it in the morning. Um, the melon salsa is just absolutely to die for. Oh, my gosh. I could eat that with a spoon. <laughs> I could I just have. sit there and eat out of the <laughs> container. It's so good. Yeah. Very good there. Let's talk about entertainment now aboard uh, Carnival Triumph. So what do you think of the entertainment this go around? To be honest with you, this was a completely lazy cruise mm-hmm. for us. We pretty much have seen the shows. We pretty much hung out at the pool area. We actually enjoyed watching the movies on the big screen at the drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. So we really didn't go to too many shows because they were pretty much the same shows that we had seen in the past. Gotcha. 
my daughter did get to see a, some of a magic show, and she said it was pretty good. But other than that, no, we pretty much, I mean, between the casino and, like I said, the movies and the pool, that's pretty much where we hung out. Drinking, eating, sleeping, gambling, all the sins. That sounds like a all the sins. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's talk about the ship because you actually you sailed Carnival Triumph a few times. Did you did you sail the ship uh, pre Fun Ship two point Yes. Yeah, we cruised like a few weeks before Triumph uh, had the um, incident where mm-hmm. it had to be upgraded to the two Yeah. Do you do you find it just a lot better ship as far as moving around and the general flow of it after Fun Ship? Yes. Cool. Okay. Yes, I, I, I like the way they have the Lido deck set up now compared to before. Nice. How were the sea days for you, um, like really around the pool and around the ship? On the sea days, it's a little congested around the pool area. We actually, you know, there's the pool in the back, actually. Folks forget it, that it's back there. Uh, we've spent some time back there enjoying that. But the main pool, it, it, it gets very, very crowded very fast does this ship have serenity no there is no serenity on this ship that's one of the downers just like there's no um additional uh restaurants like a steakhouse Mm -hmm. gotcha one one thing i will recommend is i did splurge this time to get the 20 dollars (laughs) steak nice (laughs) i won't do that again no just just, not good quality or what not good quality compared to when you've been to a Carnival Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it couldn't compare. Okay, I, I could see that. I had a friend get the steak. I think there's a steak and lobster combo you can get for like thirty bucks, isn't there on that menu? Yeah. Yeah, and they were they were not impressing. Said the lobster, it was like a main lobster, I think, and it was just crappy altogether. So they're never gonna do that again. Uh, so what what ports did you hit on this sailing? This was Progresso and Cozumel. What is there to do in Progresso? Because I've, I hear so much about it, but I know nothing about it. <laughs> There's a few things to do in Progresso. It's, not, it's, it's nothing like Cozumel. Let's mm-hmm. just get that straight. Um, you have to ride um, quite a ways to get to anything. Okay. Um, there's a lot of uh, Mayan ruins that you can go see. There's a few private beaches that you can go to and enjoy. Honestly, in Progresso, we pretty much stay, uh, especially this time, we pretty much stayed around, did a little shopping because you can do a little bit more bartering there than you can in uh, mm-hmm. Cozumel. And pretty much came back to the ship and uh, had the Lido deck almost to ourselves. Nice. I was going to say, in the dead of summer, in the middle of July, who wants to go see Mayan ruins? You can go shopping and go to a bar <laughs> or stay on the ship. <laughs> like oh, that, That's something ship. you do in the, in the wintertime, maybe. Not, not in the summertime. I don't think so. Right, because we have we've cruised to Progresso in in the wintertime, and yeah, it, it's still hot, yeah. but it's not blistering. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it could be as hot as hell, but it's still better than being at home, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there uh, you go. Let's uh, let's wrap this up and in closing here, Sonia. Do you have any first time tips? So maybe been there, done that tips to pass on to the listeners. Do not try to do everything every day. It's virtually impossible. I love seeing people walking around with their fun time schedule, trying to hit every event. This is a vacation. Relax. Put down the cell phones and the, and the laptop. Just enjoy your cruise. You sound like a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, coach. Uh, we've been talking with Sonia over there in Houston, Texas, about her five-night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Triumph out of Galveston. Sonia, my dear, always good talking to you, and have a good evening. 
You too. Thanks for having me again. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.